Welcome to the Whistle Mission Outdoors Podcast. I am Jim. I'm Pat. And we are a podcast dedicated to the outdoors for the states of Wisconsin, Illinois, Michigan, Indiana. If your state borders Lake Michigan, this podcast is for you. We cover anything outdoors, especially hunting, fishing, mountain biking, conservation, any issues you got concerning the outdoors. And remember, if you can hear this podcast, that means you can be on it. Email us at whistlemissionpodcast at gmail.com. Welcome and enjoy the show. Well, welcome back to a uh, another week here of uh, news, and I'm here by myself this week. Uh, we're kind of, I'm actually kind of getting backed up with the recording, and I think people lost track of what they have to do. So I'm gonna, I had to pound this out, and then so we can move on to some other things. Um, so for the news this week, I have a little bit of good news, a little bit of bad news, you know, typical stuff. But I'm gonna start with Michigan, and this comes from Michigan.gov, and. The head headline is DNR proposes increase of Ch- Chinook salmon stocking in Lake Michigan. So originally these fish were stocked to combat the AOY problem. Me and Pat had talked about this before. So all the beaches around Lake Michigan, there used to be thousands, millions of fish washed up on shore dying. And they're like, and it, you know, the whole place stunk and it was covered in dead fish. So like, what could we do about this? Oh, I got a great idea. Let's, uh, let's stock these salmon here. No, that's a great food for them. So then they started thriving. And so what happened is the, they started monitoring alewife population in Chinook. And all of a sudden, we have more Chinooks than alewives. So they're like, all right, we're going to dial back the stocking. So now they're looking, we got plenty of alewives, not enough salmon. So now they're going to they're gonna bump up um, the stocking 54%. And it's going to be an increase. So they usually stock about 650,000 fish, just little fingerlings. Uh, and they're going to up that to 1 million. And right as of right now, there is a estimated uh, uh, amount of 4.5 million Chinook that are in just Lake Michigan. So this is uh, this is great news for the whole sport fishing in Lake Michigan. We have one of the best fisheries right here, and it's great that they're seeing and taking value in it. And this actually, so when I was searching for my Illinois story, this actually popped up in Illinois. Wisconsin's talking about doing the same thing. Uh, I got to imagine Illinois is not because Illinois is just not up to speed like Michigan and Indiana and Wisconsin are. But uh, it would be important. It would be great if they did because we're, we have a huge contribution to this lake and people rely on it. So it would be nice if uh, Illinois took it a little seriously, but they don't. Um, yeah, so that's actually popped up in my Illinois story. So that, that, I was kind of thrown off there. I started researching. I'm like, wait a sec, this is actually out of Michigan because that's Michigan.gov that wrote that article. Uh, moving on to uh, Wisconsin, Madison.com. Wisconsin DNR relaunches effort to limit PFAs. I, I think it's actually PFAS. It's uh, it's all capitalized PFAS, but I, in my brain, I want to say PFAs. You know, a three-letter acronym and multiples of them. Uh, but anyway, so DNR wants to relaunch effort to limit PFAS in groundwater. And they are attempting to better regulate forever chemicals in groundwater. And these chemicals are absolutely horrible for you. They, uh, they set standards for four fluorinated compound, compounds known as PFAS. These com- chemicals can cause low birth weight, cancer, and liver disease. And all across, I don't know why this really only pops up in Wisconsin. I didn't get why if Wisconsin has a specific problem that the rest of the world has, but everybody should be taking this seriously. Uh, there's, I'm trying to think the earth is covered in, uh, I forget what they said, uh, a fresh water. It's a small percentage. I it's like 97% water and like 5% of that is fresh water. It was something ridiculous. So we, we should take chemicals that we created and made problems with 
and really watch how they get into the groundwater, oil, all that stuff. The scariest problem with these PFAS they're saying is as of modern technology, we can't detect the low amount that's actually in the groundwater that can cause problems. It's almost undetectable by today's technology. So that's why they really, really, really want to get on this and stop as much of it as they can. Because if they don't, there's nothing you can really see. One thing they seem to make a big deal out of, this is a huge article, by the way, and it will be in the description of this. But the one thing they did make a big deal of is that this list really has not been updated since 2011. So they'd have to open this back up and add all this. And uh, it's progression, really. So anything to keep the groundwater clean, especially in a state like Wisconsin. You know, Illinois, we're a little bit more of a dumping ground. So, I mean, you know, whatever. But in Wisconsin, there's still some pretty pristine things worth visiting. So... Anyway, in Indiana, we're going to move on to Indiana, and DNR advises waterfowl hunters of possible bird flu surge. So they're talking about a resurgence of the avian flu. So if you remember back in the springtime, we talked about this a lot. They were All the states were telling you to take down bird feeders anywhere a bird can congregate and spread the flu, and they are saying, no, no, stop that, stop that. But that was actually during the spring migration. And some people are not... They're, they're not saying it's it's a migration thing, but it, it really is mostly a migration thing when you read about it. So because of the spring migration, these birds were flying north and stopping and all this, you know, the common spots that birds stopping and spreading this flu. And then once they where they got where they're going to call home for the spring, uh, all the numbers tanked. So the avian flu went down. But now they're warning that while well, the migration, the fall migration is coming back. So we're going to start getting all these birds back down. So it's probably going to be likewise how in the south, how it was here in the north. Because all these birds are going to head back down there and they're going to be collecting this disease as they go down. But in Indiana, they're making a big deal. They really want hunters to watch out for this uh, avian flu. DNR asked hunters to report birds displaying signs of the virus. And the only two signs that they really listed for you are swimming in circles or lack of coordination. So for all the duck hunters out there, I'm sure you know normal habits. So anything odd, you know, without being shot, obviously, they want you to report and let DNR know. And they're gonna they're gonna be monitoring this. I have to imagine they're a lot more nervous than they're letting off. Um, but yeah, so that that is a possibility of a big deal. I think here in the north we won't hear about it as being as big of a problem because they're not heading this way. So in the springtime they're all heading this way. Moving on to Illinois, this is from Pantograph.com. Environmentalists float proposal to save northern Illinois prairie, home of the endangered bubble, bumblebee. So if you remember about a year ago, I was talking about this, and there's this uh, there's this parcel over, and uh, it's right next to the Rockford Airport, and they're expanding the Rockford Airport. So they the the airport wants to kill this prairie, and pretty much the fight's been going back and forth. There's, it's just a tennis match, but uh, environmentalists got ta- uh, Tammy Duckworth and Dick Durbin to sign on to vote for federal money in the amount of fifty million dollars to move a cargo road right over Bell Bowl Prairie. So they're saying this money's not guaranteed if they vote on it, um, but they, they did get two Democrats to sign on to spend a bunch of money. So I'm no real surprise there. And uh, it so this whole prairie is 14 acres, and it is owned by the airport. The problem is, and you're, you know, you're saying, okay, well, if they own it, whatever, they should be able to do what they want with it. The problem is, is one of the last pieces of property in this state to be original to 8,000 years ago. And I've said this time and time again. And then I see since the last time I reported on this, they found an endangered bumblebee, which that's a great way to stop a construction project is find some sort of 
endangered artifacts, you know, things like that to stop a project, at least put it on hold until everything can be dismissed. But anyway, so these environmentalists are arguing with the airport. Well, oh, no, we want, you know, uh, this pristine land to stay in. And But the airport's looking at it like, that's an empty, there's nothing there. Nobody's using it for anything. And so like I wrote down here, it's, it's like arguing football with a tennis player. It's just like you're arguing about, you have two totally different mindsets that this guy is uh, industrial, this person is environmental, and you're arguing about things that are you're never going to get to agree on. So it, this that's what makes this so hard. You're trying to tell everybody, but it's 8,000 years old untouched. And they're like, well, okay, but there's nothing there. It's not doing any good. So these people, it's, it's hard to imagine because I'm on the side of preserving it. It is 14 acres, people. Like, it's not that big of a, I mean, you wouldn't even want to live on a 14 acre lake. It's not a big piece of land. And I can't imagine it would be that hard to go around. It's just the cost of going around maybe, but I'm sure they got their hands in government money and they can move it. They're just making it, this is a big deal and it doesn't have to be, but like I said, it's uh, it's pristine from the glacier period and they just want to, they want to bulldoze it and put a road on it so we can ship more Amazon packages around the country or whatever they're going to do with it. So I do find it to be very, very, very wasteful. In fact, I know the one spot we hunt at, they have a uh, original prairie from 8,000 years ago and you're only allowed on it one time a year. There's two weekends a year you're allowed on it. It's firearm season in Illinois and you have to win a lottery and you have to have the right tag. It's pretty, pretty specific to be able to even step foot in this property. So for them to just bulldoze it and not care, I do find that to be very aggravating. So I am on the side of the environmentalists. It's like we don't have much of this left. It would be different if we were surrounded in it. If we were in a very pristine state where this kind of stuff was all over the place. But we have industrialized every last square inch of Illinois just about, except for a few acres like this. The airport did agree not to do any construction until October 15th of this year. So they're they're on hold for now and but they're coming up. They're like you guys you guys got to bring something here. Like what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we? And they're coming up and they finally found this proposal. So I'm going to keep an eye on this for future news articles and see what actually really comes out of it. That is the news this week and I think I'm going to be talking about uh a little bit of like fitness type stuff that I do for uh, outdoors and just like general life. And I think I'm going to talk about that tomorrow. I don't really have like a big message I want to go over. Um, I don't really have like a fax thing like I did with the muskie or, you know, we don't have a long episode recorded. So I was thinking I should probably go into a little bit of the fitness stuff because deer hunting season is coming. And believe it or not, I have specific, I have like a, a thing I do going into hunting season. I have a thing I could do going into spring and so on and so forth. So that's probably going to be mine. Not promising anything. That's probably going to be mine though. And then, uh, yeah, we got a few things this week. I got to figure out exactly the lineup. I don't have one off the top of my head for you as of right now. But anyway, thanks for listening to the news and uh, tune in for the rest of the week. And next week, maybe we'll have an update on this proposal I just told you about. Thanks again and have a great week.